Greetings, Earthlings! Today I'm back with a review of a relatively affordable FET clone of a U47. That microphone is the Warm Audio WA47 Junior. If you are interested in this mic, it will cost you between $250 and $300, like always. I'll throw some links in the description down below. Also, for this review, I'm running the microphone directly into the Focusrite 18i22nd Gen, gain set at 1 o'clock. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but check the lower third or the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. Oh, big surprise. You are going to get the microphone. You will get a shock mount, a nice firm mount, two 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapters, a microphone storage bag, a little bit of documentation, and oh geez, you get a sticker. They're the worst. Then as far as the build quality, I really don't have any issues with this thing. It has an all-metal body, a metal mesh grille which has a little bit of give to it, but not too much. On the front of the mic, you will find a three-way polar pattern selection switch. On the rear, you will find two switches, the first one being a 70Hz high-pass filter, the second being a negative 10dB pad. On the bottom of the microphone, you will find the XLR port, and if it matters to you, I believe this is made in China, but it is reviewed and approved in Austin, Texas. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid, figure 8, and omnidirectional polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 Hz to 20 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 40 dB, a self-noise of only 9 dBA, a max SPL of 157 dB with the pad engaged, an impedance of 100 ohms, and as I've already mentioned, a 70 Hz high pass filter, and a negative 10 dB pad. Now on the cardioid polar pattern, moving around to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Continuing around to the rear of the mic, here's the rear lobe of sensitivity, if there is one. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, here we are, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now we are on the figure eight pattern, moving around to the first dead area, really dead here. Continuing around to the rear lobe of sensitivity, which should pick up quite a bit of my voice. Continuing around to the second dead and null area and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. And finally, we are on the omnidirectional pattern, moving around to 90 degrees, continuing around to 180 degrees. Here's the rear of the mic. Continuing to the second 90 degree angle, there shouldn't be a massive change, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone on the omnidirectional pattern. Now let's go ahead and see how this thing handles plosives. Please bring pizza pronto, Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the 47 Junior to demonstrate the proximity effect, and here is how it's sounding. Now I'm about three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth on the cardioid pattern, and here is how it's sounding. About one foot away from the microphone, about two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the warm audio WA47 Junior. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And now for the gaming folk, I am typing on the sad W and spacebar keys. 
Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And now here is how the microphone sounds on the cardioid polar pattern in a completely untreated room. And now to see how effective the provided shock mount is, I'm going to go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that it can reject. And then I'll tap on the boom arm. And now to be thorough, I'm going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Again, I'm right on top of the 47 Junior to really exaggerate the proximity effect so that we can see how effective the high-pass filter is. Currently, I do not have the high-pass filter engaged, and here is how it's been sounding. And now I've switched on that 70 Hz high-pass filter at the exact same distance, and you should hear quite a bit of that low-end weight and heft and a bit of that muddiness be cleared up. There you go, that's what the 70 Hz high-pass filter sounds like on this microphone. Now we are going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the Warm Audio WA47 Junior and a couple of other microphones that are available so we can see how it stacks up against the competition and where it fits into the market. We'll start on the mic that we're reviewing. This is the Warm Audio WA47 Junior, no filters engaged, cardioid mode, six inches off, gain set at one o'clock, and here's how it's sounding. First up, we are on the newer NW700. This goes for about $25. I am six inches off. My gain was decreased to 12 o'clock because this mic is incredibly sensitive. And here is how this sounds compared to the Warm Audio WA47. Back again on the Warm Audio, here is how it's sounding. Nothing has changed. Let's jump to another mic. Now we are on the Audio-Technica AT2020. This goes for about $100, six inches off, gain at one o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post. And there you go, that's how this sounds compared to a microphone that's three times the price. Let's do more. For the third time, this is the 47 Junior, so you can hear how it sounds before we jump to another microphone. Now we are on the Neat King Bee version 2. This costs around $170, 6 inches off, gain still at 1 o'clock. And here is how this compares to the Warm Audio WA47 Junior. I mumbled. You get what I'm doing. Next microphone as cars rev their engines outside, and I wonder why anybody is that annoying. I'm one to ask, aren't I? <laughs> In case you forgot how I sound, this is how I sound on the 47 Junior. Next mic. Now we are on the Rode NT1, which goes for about $270. I am six inches off, gain still at one o'clock. Check the lower third, and here is how this compares to the WA47 Junior. Let's jump and do a couple more of these things. We're not going to be doing as many as we usually do, but this is the 47 Junior again as a palate cleanser. Listen to it, and let's jump to the next mic. Now I am on the Lewitt LCT440, which also goes for around $270. I am six inches off. My gain is still set at one o'clock, and here is how this compares to the warm audio. Let's jump back to the warm audio and do two more comparisons, I think. 
I bet you wouldn't guess it, but we're back on the 47 Junior again so you can hear how it sounds. Make sure to check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post. Next mic. Now we are on the Shure KSM32, which is a cardioid-only condenser mic. This costs around $500, six inches off, gain still set at one o'clock, and here is how this compares to the Warm Audio WA47. Let's jump back to the Warm Audio and do one final comparison. And I believe this is the final microphone in the comparison. You all know what it's going to be. But first up, this is the 47 Junior, six inches off, gain at one o'clock, no filters, cardioid polar pattern, final microphone. And finally, we are on the Neumann U87AI. Hello, Neumann. This goes for about $3,600, six inches off, gain set at 12 o'clock, very hot microphone. I am living very dangerously but this is how a studio classic workhorse microphone compares to a clone of another studio workhorse microphone. Let me know what you think. That's it for the comparisons. Let's jump to the music test. What if I've got nothing to say? Because you think all the mics sound the same. Well, that's okay. Because I'll let you hear them anyway. Yeah, I'm fully aware some of y'all don't hear big differences between the microphones, but as you listen to more and more and develop your ears, you will hear a big difference. So I'm not gonna stop doing them. Even though you say, oh, they sound the same, I can't hear a difference. You'll get there. Let's jump to the conclusion. <laughs> All right, so if you buy this microphone, are you going to be getting a U47 for $300? Probably not. But having said that, let's first discuss the pros of this microphone. And the first thing that I really like about it is the high pass filter. Most microphones inbuilt high pass filters are a bit too aggressive. They roll off a bit too high into the bass and low mids. This one I think is very usable. Also, although I did find the omnidirectional pattern to be a bit bright for my liking, I did think that all of the polar patterns are fairly usable, and you get both a shock mount as well as a firm mount, and they even give you two 5 8 to 3 8 inch adapters, and I think that makes using the microphone a lot easier. And then as far as cons, the grill on this thing lets in a lot of air, so you will absolutely need to use a pop filter with this thing, and I know some people will be really turned off by the less detailed sound of this. And now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I thought there was a bit too much going on in the low mids. It made it sound a bit muddy, a bit unclear, and I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. The top end though, I did find pretty appealing because it tamed a lot of the harsher frequencies without coming across too dark or too rolled off. Then on the acoustic guitar, I find that you're getting a little bit less of a modern sound. The low end doesn't come across too overpowering, 
if you're miking up the guitar about a foot away, then the mids lean ever so slightly forward. It's not going to be an extremely mid-forward microphone, but I do hear it leaning towards the mid-forward sound. And then the top end, it tames a lot of that, so it comes across a little bit slower, a little bit less detailed, and a little bit less articulate. So if you're going for that really lively and exciting sound, I don't think the top end really lends itself to that kind of tone. Next up for singing, I didn't encounter any kind of issues with the bass or the low mids being overpowering, but if you have a bassier or a more resonant voice, I think you may encounter an issue that requires a little bit of EQ somewhere between 100 and 250 hertz, then the more general mids, a little bit more forward but overall very smooth and pleasing, not overly nasally sounding, and then you get the top end, I would say that it's a less detailed sound, so if you're looking for that super modern, really bright, hyper detailed, hyper articulate sound, I don't think this is going to offer that for you. And finally for spoken word, I think it offers a rather inoffensive sound. I know, what a glowing review. I don't think it offers a super authoritative tone because it lacks a bit of that weight and heft like the neat King BV2 has, but you can get a little bit of that if you want to get right on top of the mic, but it does focus quite a bit more on the low midsection as opposed to the heavy bass section. Then as far as the upper midsection, I think it comes across smooth and not too nasally, but I wouldn't classify it as a clear midsection. It is a bit more vintage sounding, a bit less detailed. And on the note of detail, I would say this is a less detailed, it's a less articulate sound. Some people will love it, others will hate it. I think it makes for a rather easy to listen to vocal microphone though. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Warm Audio WA47? Yes, and probably not. Let's start with the yes, and I know people will say it's a cop-out, but if you like that slower, less detailed, less articulate top end with a bit of a smooth midsection and a low mid focus, I say go for it, because as far as the mic as a package, I don't see any deal breakers and I didn't come across any while testing it. But on the other hand, if you're looking at this microphone expecting to buy this and get a U47 sound, I'm saying you probably should not buy it for those reasons. I should preface this by saying I do not have a U47, so I am unable to give you a proper A-B comparison, and because of that, I'm unable to tell you that this does not sound exactly like a U47. But I'm going to go really far out on a limb here and say a $300 microphone is likely not going to sound like a $10,000 microphone. The entire point I'm trying to make is if you're buying this microphone, you should be buying this microphone based on this microphone's sound. You should not be buying this microphone based on some other microphone's classic legendary status, thinking that this is going to give you the sound of that classic legendary microphone. If you like the sound that you're hearing of this microphone, buy it. If you want the U47, do not buy this. This is not a U47. That's the point. I hope that came across. All right, that's all that I've got. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. Hated it, big old thumbs down. These people are amazing. You can subscribe if you want more videos, and I will talk to you in a week or so. You're amazing. 
I don't know why you would be wondering, but just in case, this is the longest my hair has been in well over a decade. It actually reaches my eyes. It's like I'm about to start an emo band. I don't know why it's like that. I could get a haircut. I just haven't done it. Why am I telling you this? Bye-bye.